Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for your continued support. As a bonus for all of our listeners who want to try us out, head over to StickerGiant.com and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from StickerGiant. Let's get on with the show. And this week, we have a very special duo in the studio here in Longmont. We have Andrew Hyde. Hello. We have F. Rodriguez. What's good? And these two gentlemen are going to talk to us a little bit about the community-oriented events in Boulder, Colorado. This is a special episode for Boulder Startup Week, which is celebrating its 10th year this year. The schedule is packed. I personally have downloaded the app. I've checked out the schedule. For those out there listening, check out the schedule online. Um, But without further ado, I want to let our guests talk a little bit about themselves and how the community-oriented events in Boulder, Colorado came to be and have now swept the globe. So I'm gonna on my left here is Andrew. Andrew, give yourself a little introduction for our listeners um, and, and talk a little bit about what brings you here today, and then we'll go over to F. Sounds good. Thanks for having us. Oh, this is a pleasure. We're very excited. Uh, I think we laugh more than most of your guests, <laughs> um, just constantly going back and forth at each other. So name's Andrew. I That's a good name. grew up in Oregon. I moved, I went to school in Rhode Island and then I moved to Colorado afterwards. Um, Boulder, I just picked a, threw a dart on a map and it landed in uh, Northern Colorado. And I thought that was close enough to Boulder. And so I moved here and it's been 15 years. Um, but when I moved here, it's a much different place. Like now it's like known for community and known for culture and known for giving back and such. Um, but back then it was, it was not, it was dollar beers, happy hour. Yep. No jobs. I applied for every job that I could in Boulder when I moved here, and I didn't get. I got two callbacks, and I didn't get a job. And so I was turned down by almost every business to be like a busboy. And so, yeah, it was a weird place back in the day. I I had moved here in two thousand three myself, and I would echo there. Yeah, there wasn't that sort of beating heart downtown and in in Boulder the way it is now. Yeah, it was great for a poor college kid because it was cheap, but it was not great for you know starting a career. So I graduated kind of top of my class and then couldn't find work. And so then slowly started getting work and slowly started networking and finding people and really kind of growing my network. And when I had the opportunity to be able to give back and build events, I took that. Nice. And so I started working on things and finding that I really love just kind of being of service to others and like throwing down and and supporting those that are new and making sure that the most valuable person in the room is the newest person and making sure that we build events for our attendees and not for our VIP section or our sponsors, but, mm-hmm. but really for the average person that's there that wants to be there. That's shown that energy and passion of, of somebody that's new to a community. So. And that would have been around 2009 when the first Boulder startup week came to be. Yep. And that sort of kicked it all off. Uh, there, there are some other events we're going to talk a little bit about Ignite Boulder, which is kind of my segue, and then TEDx Boulder, which is where we'll finish. But to give Je- F a chance to talk, um, uh, how did uh, then you link up with Andrew, and how did you then become a part of the Boulder uh, sort of community-oriented event space? It has been a rip-roaring ride, which is fun to say and challenging for some people. Um, yeah, so me, I'm from the Badlands in North Texas. I'm one of those invading Texans that everyone in Colorado hates. I'm sorry. 
so sorry. I uh, moved here in 2000. Um, I was a very, very young man back then. Not so young now. Um, so I was able to catch some of the like early, early Boulder stuff, like Penny Lane down mm-hmm. on Pearl Street when it was still alive. I open mics there. Yeah, I went to uh, like <laughs> a was, slam poetry thing one, one night. I got slammed. So slammed. Um, That's not the point. At <laughs> <laughs> some point, I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I met Hyde at um, like a local tech event, um, Boulder Denver New Tech, which oh, yeah. used to be done on campus. I think still done on campus, um, but it was just way wilder back then. Just utter bedlam. And amid the bedlam, um, our eyes locked, and I felt something, man. Like somewhere around and my heart. And the synth just started like the I think swell it was the aorta. of the synth. Yes. I don't know anatomy very well. <laughs> Do I have a thorax? Yeah. The yes. point is, yes. somewhere there was a tingling. And I knew, okay, I need to turn this tingling into something tangible. That's a play on words. Um, so, uh, yeah, I got looped into um, just running things. Uh, because no one else was doing them. And it was very obvious that there were a ton of people either new to town or, you know, had already been living in town that wanted to make things happen, whether Mm -hmm. it's startups or just even networking or, you know, going for bike rides. Yeah. Whatever whatever it was. I mean, I think you had a very real need to convene. And so that's what I spent a lot of my time doing outside of work. I mean, all of this was volunteer time. All of it was well outside my nine to five. Um, and to come back, I, I left Boulder for six years. I was here from 2000, 2012, left, came back just December, late last year. Welcome back. And delighted to see that literally everything is still going. TEDx, right. Ignite, Startup Week, BDNT, um, things that obviously I didn't even touch, still alive and kicking. Um, people in the faces. I concluded that sentence. It's kicking people in the faces. No, there's a lot of love around it. And, and especially one thing that I always... Um, have loved about Boulder uh, Startup Week. I, I moved back to Colorado in 2010 after a few years off uh, in D.C. And when I came back, it was the second year, it was 2010. I was like, wow, this is really cool that this is happening here. Like, I could have used this when I lived here. I probably wouldn't have left, right? Because um, I might have found the network or the community or the job that I needed at that time just with the way the economy was going uh, into that 2008, you know, election cycle. And so um, it's it's nice to hear you say that and, and you know, um, it, this would be the time to kind of talk a little bit about how Boulder Startup Week does bring those people together. Like I was saying, for me, I was like, oh, I, I went to the new to Boulder, even though I was like, I knew Boulder. Uh, I went to the new to Boulder <laughs> session because I felt new and this startup thing felt new to me. So um, talk to me a little bit, Andrew, about how like creating that event, Boulder Startup Week, wh- where does that come from? And then a little bit of that history, because if people haven't I've uh, been following Sticker Giant. We've been sponsoring uh, Boulder Startup Week and all these Startup Week and Weekend events mm-hmm. for years. For years and years. And uh, years and years. We're very passionate about this community. So, Andrew, as the sort of creator of some of these, this community, can you talk to our listeners a little bit about what that means? What is a Startup Week? Yeah. So let's let's kind of back up. Um, 2007. Ooh, I need to get my dates right. Um, I started something called Startup Weekend, which ah, is yes. where we get to people together on Friday as strangers and we try to launch companies by Sunday and started weekend was this radical experiment in that, you know, how can we rapid prototype and use technology and, and also use our community to meet people and, and grow and get our networks and work on kind of bullshit projects and where we can say, I, I know this guy, Andrew, he's a great marketer. I worked with him on a project. Mm. Um, it doesn't mean that you worked for five years together. It means you know that, you know, you saw him do some work under fire. So I started no that. Um, went around the world, got on a lot of planes, um, got it to a bunch of countries, turned it into a nonprofit. 
um, which it thrived for for quite a while. And then uh, after you know that nonprofit was alive and well with that, um, somebody came to me and was like, "Yeah, Boulder's great, but you know the community is terrible." I was like, "Oh, that's news to me." You know, like I see creative people, <laughs> All day. you know, loving life and helping each other out and um, really being collaborative. And he's like, "Yeah, nobody's buying tickets to my conference." So I was like, well, what's this conference? And I looked at the conference. It was like $2,000 and the keynote had paid for the keynote role. And it was like everything that I was against, right? Like it was like the self-serving spoiled kid. You know, like I just didn't like it. My ethics and his ethics were completely opposite. It sounds gross. Yeah. And so <laughs> right. it, was, it was a conference I didn't want to attend, right? And so I was like, well, why don't we create a conference I want to attend? But like, I'm pretty surly. Like, I don't want to go to a, you know, like I'm, I'm a weird, you know, weird character and my attention, you know, is like, I really am deliberate with what I spend my time on. Right. And so I was like, all right, let's, let's get some people together and do startup week. Let's do a bunch of events. Let's make it free. Let's make it open for the public. Let's make it not sponsorship driven. Let's make it driven by the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to take a drink every time we say by the community. Yeah. Right. Like so yeah, take, right. A sip, take a sip. Too bad. It's just water. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but, but really like you've got a bunch of, brilliant people in a town you all are doing something professionally you're all learning things and growing and and finding passions and why don't you get together and talk about it and let's not hide behind a two thousand dollar ticket right let's hide behind you know actually being deliberate and spending our time on something Hmm. um so that was the original startup week we had 55 events in five days in 2009 i believe Mm -hmm. um so this is our 10th year 10th anniversary and uh it kind of grew from there and it was like it happened and like, I don't think we had a $500 budget. Like, I don't think, I mean, like all of our venues were like coffee shop meetups, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was just totally Super meetup oriented. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was, was very like who has a door that they can open. I went to dojo four and I was like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. What are we, this is, where have you been all my life? And we had some like, you know, struggles in that we'd have like 200 people show up to a coffee shop yep. and the coffee <laughs> shop owners just like, uh, you know, and then the coffee shop realized like, no, this is community. This is, this is great. Yeah. We want you before and after this panel and we want you all next week as well. So it started, we grew. Um, and that was really cool to see because a lot of people just selflessly giving, um, and uh, I just loved seeing kind of the ethic that I started, which was kind of this anti, you know, anti-establishment, like let people actually figure out what they want to do with their lives. And if that's, you know, be a marketer in a big company, that's great. If that's start your own thing, they should know that that exists. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's grown. Um, a lot of startup weeks around the world started to take off. And uh, then I was, it kind of had that conversation with the nonprofit of like, I didn't mean to start another thing. You know, like I did not mean to start Startup Weekend and then Startup Week because if I did, I'd probably have worked a little bit more in the naming convention. <laughs> I like it, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. No, no, I, I you know, there's some and confusing. Polis, our now governor, yes. started Startup Day, ah. which was stepping on toes, let me tell you. Yes. Some words. <laughs> <laughs> and we've worked it out. We, we'd have. We yeah, have worked it out. Uh, uh, you sort of conglomerated it. Um, and this is where I want to have F uh, enter again. Um this glider sort of umbrella that yeah. sort of puts on all these events. And if you're looking for the app f- folks in the store for Boulder startup week, it is under the developer glider G L I D R, right? No glider. Like glider E R. Yeah. Yeah. Glider E R. Glider.com. Cool. You can go and make a donation. Perfect. So glider, oh, um, then helps host all these events. Right. And, um, there is a cool event that I, I love and I've spoken at Ignite Boulder is happening as part of Boulder Startup Week, right? Oh, yeah. You're excited about that. So excited. Talk a little bit about how Ignite Boulder fits into this, but then also is its own thing, if that makes sense. I, I... Yeah, I mean, Ignite is 
It, it predates. What is Ignite? Yeah. yeah okay, what I'll, is an Ignite talk? I'll give you the, the overview. Yes, um, Ignite is a uh, very, very fast-paced talk. It's five minutes. It's comprised of uh, 20 slides that automatically advance every 15 seconds. So when you attend an Ignite event and someone is talking about sunglasses for five minutes and you hate sunglasses because you're allergic to sunglasses, well, the good news is they're only going to be talking about sunglasses for five minutes. So you can go get a drink. You can go adjust your mustache, which you like more than you like sunglasses. You can go to the bathroom. I don't care where you go as long as you come back because the next speaker is up after five minutes. Um, no, we it's it started back in 2008 uh, in a, a classroom on the CU campus. So it predates uh, Startup Week. And oh, nice. yeah, it, it was tiny. Um, the first handful were, yeah, on campus. Everyone in the room more or less knew each other. Um, we were talking 100 people would show up, and that was like something I worked months for. <laughs> right. And since then, yeah, we it, we kind of hit our, uh, I'll say our stride, but that's it's an awkward term to use, um, on the fifth event. Ignite 5 was the first one we did at the Boulder Theater. Yes. And we, for the most part, haven't left the theater. We do events at Chautauqua Auditorium. Uh, we had one outing at the library. That was that's a true. really bad idea. Ignite. That was on your birthday, more Eight, or less. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, since then, we've been uh, just a mainstay. Well, how many uh, total number is it now for Ignite Talks? For this, Ignite oh, so this will be our 38th event. Wow. It will sell out because everyone before it has sold out. Right. Um, as far as the number of speakers, I don't have that. Number. No, that's okay. I just mean like it, it, it happens a couple times a year. So the edition ends up, you know, you're at f- almost 40 or something like you said, right? 30. Yeah. So, so Ignite 40 will be, we don't have a date yet, but later this year. Nice. Um, so for those of you who enjoy malt liquor, Bring your 40s. Oh, my goodness. Uh, don't bring them to the venue. Man. Don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> Bad idea. Let's screw up that. The point is, yeah, we, we've been around for a long time. And yeah. for whatever reason, it's a perennial favorite. And I think it's because, going back to what Andrew said, we are – it's not pay to play. We're not looking right. for, like, people who speak at amazing conferences right. with, you know, massive audiences. I don't care about that. There are right. different venues for that. This is getting someone like, you know, Andrew Matranga on stage to talk for five minutes about something that you love talking about. Right. And then you're done. Right. Uh, and then we get someone who maybe works the register at the Mountain Fountain up on stage talking about living and working in hygiene in Colorado. Right. When it doesn't I, matter what the topic is as long as there's real intent and passion behind it. I honestly, I feel like I had my life changed at an Ignite Boulder where the ER doc oh, from yeah, Denver spoke and his pacing and public speaking and and just the presentation i remember like by the end his his kicker the way it summed up i was just you know not really a dry eye in the house probably it wasn't meant to be that way um there are some emotional talks but like his message and his presentation was top notch and i just remember being like i want to do that yeah i want to try to do that but i i couldn't have done that because his story was so powerful I think part of the magic of Ignite is we take people that really just want to share something like a geeky passion, Mm -hmm. right? Like, can we take your geeky passion? And then the weird thing is, is that it works really well on a big stage. So we get the biggest music venue in Boulder and we pack it, sell it out. Hooting and hollering. Everyone's I mean, the energy energy is really, really (laughs) good. But you take somebody that's just, you know, they've never spoken to more than 30 people in their life. You know, and public speaking is the number one fear. Right. Right. So we put people in these super stressful situations and they get standing ovations and they get super like they get just treated really, really well. And I hate saying like rock stars, but like they're on. The oh, no, you get stage. to go backstage. It's it, I felt yeah. like a rock star. It yeah. was neat. It's a real thing. And <laughs> what's funny, I mean, going to speaking about energy I mean, we've had 
couples meet and get married right. after That's having met at Ignite. I think we're up to six cool. now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, which Ignite is extraordinary. Babies, Ignite Boulder babies. There, there are some Ignite babies. <laughs> and I mean, the whole thing goes back to, I mean, it's a very welcoming community and an opportunity for people to, you know, step outside, you know, their normal box and be on stage in front of 850 people at a venue that has, you know, been host to amazing musicians and, and artists. And yet now you're right there, you know, with them, which it's great. I remember being backstage and looking at some of the stuff in the green room and I was like, oh my God, I knew some of these people had graced this stage, but like, that was when I got a little freaked out and then I, had, I, I you know, cause I was just like, wow, what a room, like what a great room. Like yeah. one of my favorite rooms in the world to see shows. So I, I do appreciate that a lot about Ignite. So that this edition will be tacked on as part of Boulder Startup Week, correct? It's a Thursday night, is it? Wednesday. Wednesday night this year. So it's like right smack dab in the middle of the week. If anyone is picking this up, um, and of course, we'll shout it out uh, the day of the event. We do a fun thing for Ignite. One of my favorite parts when I first started Sticker Giant was y'all's name tags. Yes. And can you tell me a little bit about how y'all use the name tags at the event? Other than it's an event where people don't know each other, name tag. But right. what's the twist? Yeah, all the name badges kind of have a title that is pre-formed. Um, Matt, Matthew Sisson, our phenomenal kind of graphics and community guy at Ignite. Um, we'll come up with a bunch of funny taglines and I can't even think of any right now, but they're always like, you know, asking me about my, you know, which my best ski day of the year. And yeah, or like I, I drink and I know things yeah, and right. then followed by your name. I mean, we, we're trying to tap into pop culture. House maybe it's like a Game of Thrones thing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> it, it can be boulder centric. I mean, I think we, we are a very broad audience. Like not everybody is you know, your classic developer, right. you know, tech startup person that, that was that's no longer the case. No, no. But no. at the same time, we know that we all tend to like similar things. Everyone loves Game of Thrones. Everyone loves ten typically beer, gluten free right. or otherwise. Um, so yeah, we we try to lean into that where we can, just to remind people that yes, we're you too, yeah. and it's on your name tag, so we can even call you by your name. And it's like customizable. There's like eight or ten different phrases, yeah. you know, or like ask me about my new thing or whatever, and it's a cool icebreaker. <laughs> I, I I really appreciated that approach. Um, Again, that's what spoke to me when I first started writing about Ignite yeah. Talks. And that is a global organization. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And cool. it's also a nonprofit now as of a week ago or something. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. So we, we got word um, from the guy who founded Ignite, the original one, Ignite Seattle, Brady yeah. Forrest. Uh, yeah. They're now a uh, 501c3. So there are changes afoot. But generally speaking, you know, we're plowing forward with what we do because clearly it works for Boulder. This is one of the biggest, longest running communities of Ignite Talks. I think it is the biggest. The biggest. We've had, we've definitely had the biggest Ignite in the world at nice. Chautauqua on the nice. 1400. That's a cool. <laughs> yeah. And then I think total attendance, video views, I think every category we're number one in it. But that's fantastic. I mean, it's all about radical hospitality. Right. right? It all goes back down to that. The right. People come in, they feel welcome. Although we do have a VIP section now. Did, did I tell you about this last event? Somebody came up to me and was like, hey, uh, what's up with the VIP section? Because Boulder Theater has a VIP section. I was like, I don't know. I've never been up there. You want to go check it out? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, we totally like, I'm like, can I, I guess I can, I mean, I rented the venue. I can take this off. <laughs> and so I took down the thing and then a bunch of people sat in the VIP section and I was like, oh, this is a nice seat. That'd be a this fun little bonus for like past speakers or yeah. people that help on the event yeah. or, or, you know, if you do have, to, but all the tickets are the same. We price. go for stuff like that. We've, we've done, I'm a big fan of Quirk. And we we bought trophies in the past, like oh, weird <laughs> plastic bowling trophies, just yeah. to give to people mid event for no reason, like because awesome. uh, I didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of nonsense because we are a lot of nonsense. Right. I don't know how this. There's another tradition that just blows my mind that it became. But the, during intermission, you grab a drink, 
And right. the bartender, Jay, has been there for years. I don't think he works there anymore. He hands me a six-pack of Stella. And I'm right. a celiac. I don't drink Stella. Yes. I don't drink beer. I've been on the receiving end yeah. of one of those Stellas. But he's like, here's here's your six-pack of Stella. And he hands me, like, the carrying case, yep. too. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks, Jay. And he's like, oh, you know. And so I, like, pay for some beers. And then I'm like, what the hell do I do with What this? do I do with these six beers? And somebody's like, hey, can I have a Stella? And, like, people are delighted by it. So now I, like, go back and I get, like, two six-packs now. But, like, every Ignite for the past whatever, how many years. That was a moment of delight for me. Eight or nine I was, years. I was streaming for Sticker Giant yeah. at that show. And I was like, man, Ignite Bowler is a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm at work. And I want um, to know the original person that, that ordered a six-pack of Stella that looked like me. Because oh, I've got a twin somewhere. That's fantastic. Yeah, someone out there is missing a, a Stella. If you're listening, Stella drinker. <laughs> Uh, Andrew owes you a six pack. It's yes. been five years. Um, so we have, um, we've talked a little bit about Boulder Startup Week. We've got Ignite Boulder, which is is this uh, community. They're all community events. But then the next sort of level of branding for Glider uh, and one of your properties is TEDx Boulder. Um, and Andrew, can you um, start us off with the genesis of that? These are all events that are under the Glider umbrella, but TEDx Boulder is kind of a special thing in and of itself. Yeah, it got big. So Ted, back in the day, didn't publish her videos. And then one of their videos leaked and then got a million views on the Al Gore video. And then they were like, oh, we should publish our videos. And they were very reactionary on that. And then Ted went to India. And then suddenly there was 500 Ted Indias or Ted's happening in India. And uh, they're like, wait, there's like a huge energy for what we do, but on a local level. And we can either facilitate that or not. So they announced TEDx, and I decided to try to grab the license. Uh, somebody actually from Longmont owned it, oh, cool. uh, George Morris. And so oh, yeah. I emailed him. George. And uh, <laughs> Hi, I was George. like, hey, man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've, I want to do this. And he's like, great. Yeah, I've been thinking about it for two years. You know, like, I really want to do it. He was jazzed, yeah. And, uh, but he hadn't actually put it into action. And I, you know, through Ignite and Polish Startup Week, I'd done quite a few events. And so he's like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, great. Let's do it, you know, three or four months from now. And he's like, yeah, 100 people, 200 people. And I'm like, how about 1,000? A a thousand. Thousand. Yeah, how about we do the largest venue in town? Matt, um, and that was? We did it at Chautauqua. Chautauqua. Yeah. So these are, I mean, venues are, are interesting in that you, they don't just rent to a random promoter. Like, you've got to actually have a track record. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't sold out another venue in town, they won't even talk to you. Mm -hmm. And so luckily I'd sold out some venues in town. And um, So we started at TEDx's. It's not technology, education, and design. Um, TED, the, you know, which is happening right now in Vancouver, they're, saying is a kind of world changing, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like bigger ideas. What should we think about futuristically, you know, talking, what's the style that our community embraces and such. Um, so we curate that event. Um, we've been very successful. We've had seven videos on TED.com, mm -hmm. which is huge for TEDx, you know, especially the community. Yeah. Smaller. I don't, I think there's one other um, TEDx in the world that's got more videos on TED.com than us. Um, we've got to check that though. It changes every year. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we do a really super quality event. So we have it, two sessions, 14 speakers, two musicians, and it's really just discussions on what we see as things that are going to matter next year for you. All right. And so we were talking about, you know, CBD and, and cannabis, you know, eight, nine years ago mm -hmm. um, when we were taking those risks and putting those big names on stages. And Josh has talked out a million views. Ash Beckham um, broke on the scene. She actually did an Ignite talk and she was a, I think, softball um, league director. He's a badass. That was her professional title. Yeah, she's and now, now she's a professional moved, speaker. She moved on quite a bit from that. And that's biggest, Ash Beckham, folks. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get a link out for that. Nicest person ever. Um, she, you know, now is, does this professionally, and she had the most viewed TEDx talk of all time at one point. Mm -hmm. um, just a phenomenal kind of rise of story, and it's 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 all about story. Right. It's all about 
your story mattering and everybody's got a different story. I think, I think your tagline is a company is yeah. every sticker's got a story, but I really believe that everybody's got this like very interesting story. Um, it's sometimes very hard to get, you know, people to understand that an interesting story isn't necessarily being a nice person, mm. right? Being a nice person is awesome. You know, like I'm, I try to do it every day, but creating a beautiful talk, a well-crafted talk, you know, that elite level of story is often not just trying to focus on how great you are. Totally. It's actually trying to build on what are relatable problems. Right. And what so are that, obvious solutions. That show, uh, and I've, I've worked on that too for Sticker Giant, and I've started helping out a little bit when I can. And not now, F, you're, you're working on it too, right? Yeah. So how does, the, the thing that I've noticed behind the scenes at, at a TEDx event, um, you know, it's great to have like a founder, starter, you know, organizer, whatever, but then there's a team of people that help those speakers, they help the people get in the door. There's a lot that goes into an event like that. And so for folks who are interested in event planning or organizing, um, that's what this talk what we're having right now is all about. Um, and, and talk a little bit, F, about, about how that works to coordinate some people. And then Andrew, you know, jump in as well as you see fit. But like, you know, you've done the Ignite thing. TEDx is a slightly different level. Yeah, I mean, I my socks tend to match when I work on TEDx. It's it's more of like a <laughs> no. It's just it's that's a good way. There's to put a it. there's a greater <laughs> expectation around it. I mean, it, the polish that it's expected. It's not extreme, but it's significantly more than Ignite. Ignite, by contrast, is pretty gnarly. Uh, TEDx, we want to put on a hell of a show. Not that Ignite isn't a hell of a show, but it's just a bit different. We we think of stage design, um, even sourcing speakers. You know, there's a lot of very deliberate and mindful decisions that are made to make this, you know, worthy of having TED in its title, because that has a certain expectation among people who know what that means. So for me, um, wrangling, you know, people together for something like TEDx, it becomes a real crucible of volunteer, uh, like, what's the word? It really is a test of what it means to be a volunteer. Right. Some people just drift away. We've had all sorts of episodes where people have said, yeah, I'm totally down to do X, Y, and Z. And then they do none of those letters. Um, so for something that like that doesn't happen often. Though. Not too often. No, not too but, often. But it's it's one of those things where we really need people contributing, right? Because there's so much that goes involved. There's like um, speaker coaching. There's PR. There's stage design. There's um, social media. There's working with the venue. Yeah. There's so much involved. And for a lot of people, this is like a major outing. Oh yeah. And um, for our sponsors, it's, like cetera, a, it's a circle date on the calendar. Yeah, for, everything for, is for dialed up I mean, a bit more. Yeah. So for me, it's it's always a question of, you know, is everyone really committed to making this happen? Because it requires just a touch more than everything else we work on. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you're an event organizer listening to this, um, I might surprise you with, we really don't have meetings for any of these events. No. Right? So TEDx, <laughs> I don't think we have a meeting. We have the volunteer meeting like the night before the thing. Which is people. a dinner to say thank you. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's like, hey, we're going to gonna work this thing. We're thanking you in advance. Yeah. You know, that's cool. I like I like doing that. That's fine. It's setting the culture. It's saying, you know, we're here for hospitality. We're here to make people feel welcome. You're the first person that they're going to see when coming to the event. So and they don't know that you just signed a form to volunteer. They, yep. they, they look at you as, how do I, where is my seat? Yeah. And you're like, let me help you. Yes. <laughs> Let's be excited about right. this. So we do all these events. You know, it's a nonprofit now. Um, and we became a nonprofit because I think um, the total budget for these events got up to be about a quarter million dollars a year that I was operating off of wow. my credit you know, card, credit card. Yeah. <laughs> which is safe. gutsy um, yeah. because if any of them didn't sell out, you know, that's yeah, that's not where you we had the Boulder flood 
that's you know, right. 10 days before an event. Huge, that that was um, my first, uh, I remember that. Which was a very special time. Ooh, before, right? That like, was a big was, TEDx that night. And I, I wore my boots, you know, like my volunteering boots, you know, I'd show up to a house and dig out their, you know, their basement that was ruined, you know, and like September of 2013, eight, eight feet of flood of mud in somebody's basement. And so yeah. I stepped out on stage wearing my dirty boots and just being like, Hey, let's be real community. Like a lot of you are not thinking about this right no. now. We had our You're last here? guest, his business started from that flood. Like he was <laughs> it, like, it was part of his story was the Boulder flood. Yeah. So it's, it, it meant a lot at that time very to impactful. get people together. Very I, I, that room was, was, was hyped to like share in the, there was a little bit of healing that went on that Absolutely. night in a way that I, I have not forgotten. And it was, it was reverent. You know, it was like, it was weird. It was together. We too. Needed, yeah, it was Mackie. like a church. <laughs> Ash Beckham gave her, you know, most, most viewed That's talk right. of all time there. Um, yeah, it's, I like, I like TEDx as far as what it stands for. It's really tough. It's a really tough design audience. Like, so let's talk about designing. Yes, please. So Boulder Startup Week, 80% of our attendees want to speak next year. Whoa. Right. So you can look at that in a bad way. Like I am so talented and I'm going to listen to a panel or you can look at that and I get to be in a room where everybody is at that elite level. Right. And I think that's the special part of it. It's like, nobody's trying to sell you something. You're going to show up, you know, we've attracted a crowd of actually talented people. We're not trying to market you or trick you or gotcha. Ha You're trapped now. Yeah. Download the app on the way out guys. And give <laughs> yeah. us a review. It's like, what? I don't even want the app. Yeah. Yeah. I learned something, hopefully. It's painful, true. Right? You know what I'm saying? You go to enough tech events like that or conferences. It's, yeah. And it's TEDx is, you know, people, you know, let's think about life much differently. But on the design aspect, TED Talks are incredibly airbrushed, right? Like Cosmo Magazine is is not real people. Right. Right? That's not what you're real women. But, and if I said, I'm looking for a date tonight that looks exactly like this, people look at me as a fool. Right. But if I told you that the same amount of editing goes into TED talks. Right. Most people don't realize that. Right. <clears throat> so we've got it's not this. just someone showing up and like riffing. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's an incredible, I mean, they'll change the pitch of somebody's voice to make it more aesthetically pleasing. They'll, oh, you know, right. like it, they're very, very edited hmm. and we'll, you know, there's a talk from Chautauqua last year where the guy forgot all his lines, you know, I and, remember he, that. and I was yelling at his lines from the audience. And if you watch the video, you cannot tell. Like, oh, wow. And it's an amazing video. You can tell the last bit because this, the audience gives him the biggest standing ovation we've ever had because, you know, that's the gutsiest thing ever. It's the biggest fear everybody has is public speaking. Yeah, falling on So face. we're having, <laughs> I mean, like people show up to TED thinking that it's just about science or it's just about, you know, whatever they've watched, which is generally what they're interested in. Those are, yeah, like one of our guests did a TEDx talk, uh, Beth, for bees. She talked about bees. Yep. You know what exactly. I mean? So, so we've got people that's showing up thinking that TED is about bees. Right. And it could be about, <laughs> and it's about opioids or it's about, it's about neuro, right. neurodiversity yeah. or, or space exploration and whatever. And they're like, know? why is this person talking about relationships? Right. Or why is this person talking about, you know, engineering? Right. So we have a very interesting design challenge of getting people to understand that like their favorite talk is not going to be their neighbor's favorite talk. You're in a community, which means there's going to be peaks and valleys. And that means you've got to appreciate them both for their beauty. Right. We would do, you know, surveys. I stopped kind of doing customer surveys, which is kind of weird. Um, we get some, you get some feedback. You get a lot of <laughs> feedback. And I, I think my, my takeaway from it was oddly just negative. Like I, I, I volunteered to do something for the community and you had a problem with that. I, I really don't, don't value your problem more than I value the energy and the community that I saw. Right. And if there's a problem that you're going to bring up, I saw it too. 
right. most likely 99%. Right. I don't think there's something that's been a surprise that I've seen in feedback, but I'm just like, wow, I'm volunteering to help this jerk, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, and it's right. just like, I, I want this to be so. But that's you take the good with the bad. That's the hard part about that. And I've, I know you've sent some feedback around, and, and it, it, people have questions about selection of speakers and content. Oh, and it's every like, time. Every time it's like, you For know. For every event, not that, just TEDx, but not just tonight, tonight, yeah, everything. Tonight. Like, it, we've been accused of, you know, favoritism or whatever. It, yeah, we never win. Right. But the event goes on. Yeah, oh, we do. Sure. We always win. I mean, we're extremely oh, no, ethically minded. And like, right. I mean, it, it's it's a, it's sort of zero something where it's like, we're going to put on the best event every time we can. We want to get people in the door and, and maybe change some lives. But the outcome is at the end of the day is to, you know, have, have spark something. Yeah. And I mean, we're all immensely proud of what happens at the, at the end of every Ignite. We do a uh, uh, an Ignite team hug yeah. on stage and, and it's it's purposeful. Like did all the time we spent doing this thing, which is all volunteer was it worth it? Like, did we provide value? And inevitably the answer is yes. Um, so yeah, it's worth all the, everything we just described, which is, you know, some petty comments and um, whatever. That's, that's fine. That's like right. the that's price part of, of doing organi- Yeah, that's yeah. part totally. of organizing. And that's where you have to have a little bit of a tough skin, I'd say, as an organizer and, and be able to delegate and all that stuff. Somebody came up to me and was like, I love this. It does so much for me. And I'm like, that's great. I, I don't do it for you. I do it for me. Like I love the feeling I get from these events right. and I'm glad that you also provide value or, you know, yeah. get something out of it too. And it was a joke and it was in spite, but like in all reality, like all the volunteers, right. Just want to feel good about what they're doing. Totally. Right. And throwing down and like, yeah, we get to go in the green room at these venues. So, you know, we're usually front row and cheering on, you know, our friends or so it's, it's a magical feel to be able to do that and be able to be a part of it. And to volunteer and build a structure where everybody just kind of throws down when they can. And if they have a kid or if they get busy, like that's no problem. There's no stress at all. Right. Yeah. And on the topic of volunteers, I mean, there's a lot of people moving to Boulder, moving to Denver because there's a lot to do here now. Google's massive. Uh, there's more companies to come. And so TEDx and Ignite, like beyond the core organizing team. Yeah. There's loads of volunteer opportunities, loads of ways right. for people to hop in and start to meet people and contribute to something, feel something. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it accomplishes so many different purposes, not just getting people on stage, but getting people in the venue, you know, helping people to their seats, wearing right. Ignite T-shirts, whatever it happens to be. Yeah, you're now part of something. What I really liked about TEDx, the first one I went to, too, I had lived in Boulder already, but the uh, new to Boulder, it's the same thing. And if it's on the CU campus in the fall, usually when if it's the Mackey event, there's a lot of students and you're able to, like, grow this young audience of people who are, like, right there and want to be influenced and are like sponges, right? This is a freshman, sophomore in college, whatever. And that to me was so neat because like you have these older folks who are out for a night of culture, right? Like dressed to the nines, super cool to see that. Then you have like college students like meeting on on the Norland Quad, like just being like, whoa. And then it's separate. They come together and they're like, whoa, did you? And that was really neat to me to see like as sort of a fly on the wall. Yeah. You know, like I, I really appreciated that. I had a long chat with a uh, Kyle Judah. He teaches over at CU engineering about this topic, you know, about, you know, getting students involved and, and yeah, I mean, the strata is, is it allows for that. I mean, if you're a student who, yeah, I mean, you've got plenty of things on your plate, but there's room for you too, for sure. Right. And uh, I don't know how many of our startup week events are 21 plus. We do keep an eye on that when we can, but um, no, yeah, we want everyone in, everyone. Right. Yeah, that, that that spoke to me a lot um, as a former CU student, and you know these things would have been so great yeah. <laughs> had I had they been existing when I was there. But I'm glad they are now. Um, the last little piece of the glider umbrella um, we've talked about Boulder Startup Week. 
Ignite Boulder, TEDx Boulder. Then there's the Boulder Tech Podcast. So we always love to plug podcasts on our podcast. Andrew, could you tell us a little bit about just the Boulder Tech Podcast? Yeah, uh, Joel Davis hosts it. It's just a one-on-one conversation with tech leaders in Boulder. Nice. Um, and certainly, you know, CEOs and people that are just doing interesting stuff. And it goes down to students at Watson. Um, CU students have been on it. CEOs of bigger companies have been on it. Um, but yeah, Glider is, I mean, our, our mission is really about community and culture in Colorado and how do we be radically inclusive. Um, inclusive thinking to build strong community, I think, is the official Tag mission. Nice. Um, so we, we've adopted a lot of smaller things. So we've got WILD, which is the Women's um, Leadership Council mm-hmm. up on the CU campus, um, CU Hackathon, you know, mm-hmm. all these smaller events that just need that nonprofit um, backing. And I wish that I had that when I was starting my events, right, and not just rolling my credit card and not knowing how to do so it gives more structure you have a team that you work with for all these events and of course then it delegates out to volunteers um we're we've had a wide-ranging discussion on this stuff um we usually like to um have you all shout out like where to find these things or we've we've given a few different topics um where can we find glider Glider glider.com glider.com and there's links to everything from there links to everything from there we have it's boulder startup week dot com com Ignite Boulder.com and then TEDx Boulder.com. Just like they sound. Um, and then, Andrew, what's your handle out there? Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Unicorn. There you go. <laughs> Peg? I am Peg. at Pug. Pug. It's funny. Like, uh, we, <laughs> we have this little cluster of, of very, very close friends myself, Andrew, and our dear friend, Jeremy Tanner. And ah. all of, we all have uh, uh, animal Penguin. usernames on Twitter. So yeah, we're Penguin. at Unicorn, at Pug, and at Penguin. Yep. And, and I'm um, the only real one. It's it's delightful. It, it just makes me so happy. Um, hi, Jeremy. Uh, I hope you've gotten this far into the episode. Um, <laughs> uh, so we've got at Pug of War. We've got at Unicorn on Twitter. Um, what is next, though, for F and A? What is, what is next for Andrew and F? We've been talking about doing a podcast. So uh, if I have talked to you lately on the street, I've probably mentioned podcasts. I'm obsessed right now. Um, I'm listening to them at 2x speed, which means I speak a lot faster than normal. Yeah, it's absurd. <laughs> but no, they're they're back. I mean, podcasts, I mean... They started, never left, but they're, never they're left, Vogue. Fair. They're Vogue. But starting they're with Serial, like everything just suddenly became way more real. The Gimlet acquisition uh, with Spotify. Huge. So, uh, yeah, so Andrew and I have been talking about doing our own podcast. We don't have any sort of idea uh, of the topic or the subject matter because yeah, that do. requires yeah, real work. It's going to be <laughs> it's going to be about pettiness. <laughs> the point is, a we would like to name the podcast uh, F and A. <laughs> so basically, it's a podcast that only exists because we thought of a cool title, which so is most podcasts, that helps. Right? That helps. But that's that. I mean, on the real, like, uh, yeah, I mean, everything you've described is what I'm 100 percent focused on. Um, I, I've only been back in Boulder for four months, mm-hmm. and so just reconnecting with all not just old friends, but there's a ton of new people in town. <sighs> Uh, real movers and shakers, and um, I want to be moved. I want to be shaken. So, yeah, that is a, a thousand percent of my focus right now. And we have Boulder Startup Week is kicking off on May 11th, 13th, 11th. It's that weekend of the – there's events starting on that. I think there's a Sunday event, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. There is. Uh, welcome to Boulder probably or something like that. <laughs> I was looking on the schedule. Yeah. So it's a whole week starting on Sunday, I think evening um, in that second week of May. What's always cool about that timing is like CU is is – like just out, just out. Yep. So what I, I always appreciate it too, where you have the, the young hungry grads, right. 
who have no idea what's going on in their life, right? Um, you got the kids on break. You know, it's quieter downtown a little bit. Um, got a job fair oh, that's nice. massive. That a lot of people find. 2,000 people come through it, which is pretty funny because you got somebody's boss and they're hiding from him. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> that's awesome. So circle that on the calendar. We're going to try to have this episode up before that. Um, we want, of course, to promote Boulder Startup Week. Um, there will be a night Boulder, that Wednesday of Boulder Startup Week. And, and of course, these events happen on a yearly basis. Um, they're annual events. They're, they're must-see they're must yeah. TV. Um, what is it? Ignite is a quarterly event that happens three times a year. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Ignite hard. happens or TEDx happens twice a year. So June 1st and we do spring and fall and then October 20th this year. We're doing Mackie. So and and Boulder Startup Week is once. So we got one, two, three. Ah, I never thought about it that way. Perfect. And then and F will be there um, carrying the torch and building community too. We, we, of course, thank you everyone who's had a chance to listen in to this. I hope you got some value. Um, I guess actually the last little thing I wanted to, um, to touch on before we go, how do you market these events to get people in the door? We didn't really talk about that yeah. specifically other than creating a great event that's free and being inclusive, et cetera. But this is a major task that is, like we said, volunteer driven in a sense. There's a great brand behind all these properties. When you started these and we're doing this, getting people in the door has got to be a challenge. Yeah. The, so first of all, I'll say our longest supporter is Sticker Giant mm. of all these events. Yay. So if you're out there and just wondering how you can help out and see quality events like this happen in your community, a lot of it's just leadership through sponsors. And it's it's showing up and it's it's being supportive and not asking too much, right? It's it's writing a check. It's stepping out of the way and, and letting people really love you for what you are. So thank you to... You guys. No, we appreciate that. I mean, really. Yeah, we, we love doing the longest, <laughs> longest sponsor we've had. Live sure. streaming when we can. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, yeah. John no, John Fisher specifically has is, is just been, yeah, uh, uh, Herculean. I adore him and this company for sure. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. We yeah. appreciate that. Definitely look up. So um, how do you create amazing yeah. events? I think, I mean, if you, you have to have a track record. Right. So it's like there's so many events that have come through and I, I keep on waiting for like another spoken word event to come into Boulder and like start selling out venues. But it just doesn't happen. I'm, I'm just like, why? Like this is proven. This works here. You know, it's like if there's a track meet in the town, it sells out. There should be another track meet. Mm-hmm. And it's it doesn't quite happen. And I still can't figure out why. So if somebody wants to write me and tell me exactly why that's not happening, I'll let me know. But you create Pitch events. Yeah. <laughs> you create events and you have ethics from the top that say like, we start on time. We're not going to lie to the audience. We're going to provide an amazing experience. We're going to buy you a drink at the bar. We're not going to talk about that. We're just going to let you be delighted several times throughout the night. We're going to, you know, make sure that you're not going to get pitched. Like we do a lot of the hard work and we have a lot of the hard conversations protecting the stage and protecting all of, all of that attention and value. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, you're, you're going up on stage in front of a bunch of people. If you've spoken a lot, an organizer telling you, you need to practice isn't what you want to hear because you're used to it. You're used to winging it. You're used to right. being in the flow and getting up there and feeling the audience. And, and we're saying, no, 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 this is actually like, this is something you should really take, you know, pay attention to and really develop the story. This is the next level. This is your best talk that you've ever have given. You know, you should treat it as that way. And so when you do that and you have that ethic as an organizer, I think it trickles down to the quality of the event, but also, you know, like we don't have ticket fees. Like the negotiations I have with venues are basically to cut out the ticket fees, mm. which usually go to the promoter. And yeah, 10, 15 bucks sometimes. That's the ticket price. Yep. That's our, our price for Ignite is 15 bucks. And when you check out, it's 15 bucks. Right. Right. And Huge our price, value. you know, you know our, our venues, when we have to use their ticketing, 
you know, I negotiate that down and I'll take a, a loss on my ticket price to have that hmm. not be. So we, we obsess over the details of the little things. And I think that shows and we have people that have been showing up to events for 10 years um, that are just like core supporters. And if they're in town, they're at our event. And that's just a, a great honor and a great responsibility to have, you know, as a chef, you're only as good as your last plate. Right. right? You hear that. Like you, you won this award five years ago. That's great. But you just put out a terrible dish. Right. right? Yeah. So every event, we still have to be on our toes and we still have to care and have that like kind of fear in the back of our mind that this audience is much smarter than we are. Yeah. Especially yeah I, would, I agree completely. Yeah. I mean, we have to be super, super protective because I mean, you have a sold out Boulder theater to speak to depending on just kind of your agenda that can go any number of ways. And so we try to ferret out those people who are very clearly about like their business or mm -hmm. their financial aims. I mean, it's, it's icky out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's unfortunate. And so we, yeah, we have to be constantly on guard because it's quite a coup to get on stage in front of that many people and, not and so, talk yeah, about your pyramid so. scheme or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I it love, we had a couple ignites ago. We had Cecily, um, CC talk about um, being intersex Okay, and she's Catholic. And so she's like, well, I mean, the Catholic church has a weird relationship with, with do gays go, you know, can gays get married in the church? Can do that? But she's like, this isn't a debate. Like I am, this is how I was born. So she learned Latin and spoke directly to the Pope <laughs> to ask, am I allowed in the church? Which was very agenda driven, but also like super geeky and super interesting to have learned a language to then right, that's try the to pitch somebody talk is not in the expanding your knowledge yeah. and trying to like advocate. So right. I, I love when people have agendas that are just so geeky. They're like, I yeah, really yeah. want to teach people about my love of roller coasters. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> Talk about friction awesome. and force and yeah, gravity. Um, Tarantulas forever. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, so again, Spiders. thank you so Great much for sitting in. We appreciate obviously the love back from your community at every event. Um, and, you know, the, the message to, to the folks who are getting started is obviously sweat the details, you know, get a good team around you. And then creating the community is sort of the, that's not a just add water kind of thing, yeah. right? Like it's not, but at the same time, if you have the right ingredients and you have, have the right um, recipe, you can succeed. Um, so check out Boulder Startup Week. Glider.com is sort of our larger topic of the day. We appreciate all of you for listening in. Uh, thank you to Andrew. Thank you so much. And F, I mean, doesn't get enough thanks for all he does. And he really... Is the hero. Of thank the you day. to F. Yay. Most days, That's most me. days. He's Both the hero. of these two gentlemen who've joined us today. Thank you very much for listening. As always, uh, every sticker has a story on the stickers on the mic podcast. We appreciate you out there listening. I'm Andrew. It's been a pleasure hosting this conversation for the podcast team here at Sticker Giant, and we will see you next time. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customers' sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to stickergiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.